This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Yeah. I'm like a piece of naughty pine over here. All right, we need we need uh, something clever to open the show. Got anything clever, Steve, to say? <laughs> Just made me think of Tim Robinson. You sure about that? 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 Hey everyone, I'm Ryan. Are you sure about that? I'm sure about that, Steve. Uh, and I'm Steve, and this is 60 Cycle Hum, the guitar buying, selling, trading, money, fixing, breaking, reviewing, playing a podcast. podcast. Later in this episode, we're going to talk about the new interim Gibson CEO. Does sorta. Gibson deserve a new CEO? I don't. Well, I don't even know what their old CEO did. He uh, he wore leather jackets and blue jeans. That's what and, I keep hearing. Yeah, he's a cool guy. Just a cool guy. His name was JC, and he's cool. <laughs> uh, but first, we're going to talk about a bongcaster. This was sent by Nicholas Lancaster. The bongcaster sent by Nicholas Lancaster. Uh, this is where's the text? Give what's, me some text. What's your text? Brand classical, handmade glass electric guitar bong. The guitar worked fine. Come with stand, wall mounts, wall mounts, and case. Okay, the guitar works fine, but does the bong work fine? How do you clean this bong? <laughs> I mean, I have, I have no idea. I like full, just full disclosure. Uh, in in my adult life, I have, I have become a cannabis user. I don't enjoy smoke. I only like smoking my meats. I, I, I'm not a bong user. I'm not a smoker of any type. So I honestly have no idea what I'm looking at here. I have no experience with bongs. Uh, so, you know, comment section. Light up the comment section. Let us know what you think of this bong. Uh, hopefully, you know, the narcs aren't going to report commenters. This is my pro- That's actually to part, local law enforcement for my, knowing things about bongs. Part of my problem with this is I, I don't actually... Every time I watch somebody smoke out of a bong, I just get more confused about what's going on. Well, I understand the physics of it. I don't it. understand the physics of it. You don't understand the physics no. of it? Okay. So, like, I'm, I, you I have s- only smoked uh, via the cigarette. Okay. The uh, cigarette that contains so what you would put in a bong. But, Steve, you're a scientist. You're surrounded by beakers and stuff like that. You yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't give it a quick look and know exactly what's going on? Nope. Okay, so there's, like, a there's a pipe. Yeah. And there's there's a part that you put in there where you load uh, you load the plant you yeah. load the flower, and then there's a part you put your mouth on and that yep. that seals it, mm-hmm. and then you suck air through the pipe with your mouth, okay. and that pulls the air through the little pipe that's got the the flower as you're burning it, yep. and that fills the pipe with smoke. Mm-hmm. And then you pull out the little uh, trombone mouthpiece, the trumpet mouthpiece, where you've burnt. The flower and that release that gives you the ability to suck in all that smoke at once. Is that what the point is? That's the whole point. That's the point. It's okay. like it's shot. It's shotgunning a joint. You know. Oh, that's okay. that's. You know. I've never done it. I've seen it done, but I've never. I've. Yeah. It's, I don't. 
I'm not interested. I've vaped it. I've pre-rolled it. I've traditional, you know, sure. looks like somebody did it in, you know, right there on the spot, but I've never partaken via bong. I just, I just use boring little pills yeah. I have, to help I'll, me I've fall also, asleep at night. I've also done the brownies. But this guy wants $7,500 down yeah. from $10,000. That's that's pretty ridiculous. I that's a pretty high price. I wouldn't pay more than four twenty for this. <laughs> that that would be an appropriate price. This guy has got to be high to think that anyone's going to pay. I don't know. Maybe this is worth seventy five hundred dollars. If it is, I'm guessing it's because of the glasswork. I mean, yeah. there's a spider in there. There's a glasswork spider. It looks like a delicate piece of glass. I don't even know how. This functions as a pipe, uh, but I, I really do imagine that the guitar portion of it itself really doesn't have anything to do with the price of this. Also, this guy's selling what he thinks is a $10,000 guitar on Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> this this dude's like, oh, we he should keep the guitar because clearly he's been using it. <laughs> I don't, are people buying $10,000 bongs that are shaped like guitars on Facebook marketplace? Like this feels like a cop trap. Like I, I could not, well, I'm looking for Google does not come up with, uh, I bet that's exactly what this is. Classical guitar, classical guitar. I, I bet you like your, your local fuzz busted a drug dealer and they happen to have this in their collection and they're like, I bet we can get more drug dealers if we post this <laughs> on Facebook Marketplace. And, and the local drug dealers who have all this money will line up to buy it and we'll just, you know, grab them one by one. There's a video of this guy. I found it. The reason I couldn't find it is because the company is called Glassical Creations. Uh, there's a there's a YouTube video. Mm-hmm. This is what he looks like. I, I'm not surprised at all. I don't know. If... Nick Agurt. Oh, yeah, there he is. He looks like he uh, he just walked out of the Fish uh, concert. And apparently uh, they are based in North Carolina. And he work, makes these in some kind of, uh, obviously, he's a glass blower. Obviously, he's a glass blower. Like I, I don't doubt his glass making abilities at all. Yeah, and, it's and like, very impressive. The, there's the glass work. There's nothing visually uh, off-putting about the guitar itself. He's used some sort of uh, bird's eye maple mm -hmm. as the the neck material. Um, he's doing like a starcaster shape as the headstock. I feel like the logo really isn't working on the headstock. It's, it's too so, small. It's too small. For, for especially for this, uh, uh, what's that? Starcaster, yeah. you know, built, whatever. Also, there's not a single pot leaf logo anywhere on this. How is anyone <laughs> supposed to know what it's for? The body shape is pretty wild. It's got this like crazy, like saw blade tribal yeah. tattoo yeah. kind of energy to it. This is, it's got dual EMGs. So, you know, it's going to be hot when you're ready to blaze that solo. Kind of a Telecaster layout here, which yeah, these, is interesting. These are like a, these are possibly the EMG Telecaster set, which is a good. Well, I don't, it's a pretty good pickup set. I'm, I'm sure they're just normal straps, but it, it, it could be straps. There's no middle pickup. Mm -hmm. Do you think this? 
Do you think it's strong enough to wear? Like, I'd be so worried wearing a guitar made out of thin glass pipe like that. Like, is it? Maybe I don't know enough about thin glass pipe, but it just, I would be so worried about I mean, this. the switch for this is in the glass, the pickup switch. Right. Uh, so presumably it's going to, it's going to hold up. Um, is it some sort of fancy glass that I don't know about? Or I've, been, using... I've been staring at this for a while, trying to figure out like what style of music you play on this. Because the obvious like reference right, is like, right, you've got to right. play reggae on this, but this doesn't look like reggae. But what it does kind of look like is uh is like stoner doom it doesn't look like regular reggae it doesn't look like bob marley right it looks like white boy reggae oh. you know it looks like you know you, i don't want to talk about you white go boy to sdsu reggae. you grab any random like 20 year old dude with a beanie and a hacky sack and right. you show them this guitar and they'll be into it, you know? Right. It's that tough spot where it's like, you, you know, like, is somebody like, if you met someone and they're like, I really like reggae and you're like, well, who's your favorite reggae artist? And they say, Bob Marley. Does it, does it, do you kind of feel like mm, you don't really like reggae? But that's like, that tough. A, that's tough because it's like, of course you like Bob yeah. Marley. No, I know. But then like you're you're expecting you're expecting a deeper cut, you yeah. know. It's like if but, you say like, oh, I'm really into sixties music and you're like, Well, who's your favorite artist from the sixties? And you're like the Beatles. The Beatles. It's right. like well, obviously they're the they're arguably the best artist of the sixties. It's like like, oh but, I'm a big fan of early rock and roll. Well, who's your favorite, Elvis? Yeah. You know, like, okay, you like you don't have any deeper cuts. Would, you don't have it would be a lot more interesting if you picked like we are Peter criticizing Tosh. a fictitious hypothetical well, stoner. No, what I'm saying is like the person who you're saying this guitar is for, they're listening to Iration. They're listening to Revolution. You officially know more reggae bands than I well, do. Well, those are the two as far as I'm aware. I, I don't know that these bands are full of white people, but I know a lot of white people who are into these bands. I am, uh, for the record, I'm not against white people being in reggae bands. Yeah, the police are great. Which is totally different than white reggae. How do you feel about UB40? I'm fine with UB40. Yeah. It's, it, how do I even define it? I would have to, I would have to write like a, a, a thesis on. On UB40? No, on what I think white reggae is when I say white reggae. What do you think white reggae is? Because you can have white guys in a reggae band that capture the spirit, right? Like the original vibe of reggae, but then it's like, you know, like the it's like the the blues band from Ghost World. Who are, who do you you know like that version of a reggae band? Who do you think is the whitest reggae band? <sighs> Stumped. I stumped you. I don't know. Like I, I don't. I don't want to call out names right now. There was there was there was something on the radio like a year or two back that was really really bugging me. Oh, uh, was it Magic? How does that one go? Uh, that's the why you gotta be so rude. Yeah. Oh yeah. All that sort of stuff. You know like, what? You know what? Right. Sorry guys. Uh, so, sorry as hell you Ryan, but Magic is from Canada. Right, where authentic reggae comes from. I can't, I really, it's not really fair that way either to like criticize where music comes from because I listen to a ton of surf music that comes from Canada yeah, that's <laughs> and true. all over the place. Like, like it, music can come from anywhere and like, uh, you know, like sincere versions 
of that music can come from. Why are we're supposed to be talking about a bong guitar? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if you look up, like I said, classical creations, you'll find some more info about. Do they have any prices guy. on that website? No, because it was just a guy. It's just a guy. He's just a guy. And he'd rather not be? I guess. I don't know. Oh, he, uh, yeah, he's like selling some expensive items. Yeah, Smoke I've... Signal Smoke Shop is the website it's going to. Am I 18? Uh, You're yeah, not. You could say that. You are not 18. Um, what is? What did we say this guy's name was? Nick? Where is it? There we go. Glassical Creations. I'm trying to see if he has anything for sale right now. Dragon Koi Functional Guitar Pipe. He's got another one of these $11,000. So this is the new price at this. It might even be the guy listing his own guitar on yeah, Facebook I think Marketplace. It is. He's selling out of Austin, Texas. We don't actually see his. Oh, this one here? Yeah, I'm not sure. This smoke single smoke shop, I'm not sure where it's at. Um, okay, let's let's talk about the... the Ryan, this is a Koi-themed I see that guitar. This is this is for you. Clearly, that's the one that I want. This I've, is the one I got. It's, fish. A, it's the one that you want. Ooh, ooh, ooh. It's just the one, the one I want. Um, <laughs> uh, let's talk about the appropriate way to sell one of these because it's not on Facebook Marketplace. I feel like you've got to take it to a trade show. Trade show. Uh, you got to take out a half-page ad in High Times. Yeah, um, it's gonna cost you money to sell this. You know what you do? You have to get onto you have to get onto not guitar groups, but cannabis groups. You gotta go to like a San Diego reggae festival. Set up a booth. You're Set only selling one thing. Yeah, yeah. Or hand out flyers. Hey, I'm selling this. You should check out my listing. You know, I'd be afraid to try. Am I mad? Am I? Over imagining how delicate this must be. Just don't drop it. Are those are those tubes hollow or do you think they're solid? They've got to be hollow. Oh, I don't right? know. No, they're solid. They've got to be solid is what I mean. Some of them are hollow. Why well, yeah, the smoking parts of it are hollow, but I th- I think the structural parts are solid. Cause they're so small. They can't be hollow. This thing would be so delicate. Like it's already gotta be pretty dang delicate. Also, do you think the guy built this neck or do you think he ordered it? I think he ordered it. I think he ordered it too. And that's the part where it's like you're paying for the it's bong. A pre- it's a pretty neck. Yeah, yeah you're pretty neck. Obviously, you're paying for the glass work. You're paying for the it's glass It's a classical work. creation. Right. <laughs> it's in the name. Right. If you wanted a guitar, you'd go buy a guitar. If you wanted a bong that is a guitar, then you're buying this. Exactly. I think, I think people you should know just this- buy guitars <laughs> and then buy a separate bong. Why did I cough on you? <laughs> I didn't know we were we needed to explore the motivation for you've, you coughing. You've got on me. tuberculosis now. What? I don't know. I hope I hope you Steve, I hope you don't have tuberculosis. It's me too. And I hope you didn't give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> you're coughing like me. That? You're coughing cuz you you're new to bong ads. <laughs> Where did my pen go? Oh, I might did have taken take it. Did you take my pen? There you go. Damn it, Ryan. I've got another one over here. I got multiple pens, I think. I don't know. What we we can't really the guy is selling these brand new for that price. 
Well, this is actually a deal because it's 7,500 versus 10,000. I don't think this is the seller. I don't I think this is the manufacturer. I think this is a guy who... Uh, uh, it's, it's a resale situation. How does this even work? Is weed legal in Texas? In my head, it's definitely not. Weed doesn't have to be legal, but uh, pipes can be legal. Oh, okay. It could be, you know, it's a pipe. It's for smoking before, tobacco. Before y'all get all uppity, weed's legal in California. I don't really care what other states' laws are. I'm either going to get it or I'm not. I'm, for the most part, I'm not. So It'll be legal there eventually because taxes. You know, you weed's know. actually not. It's legal in Menifee, but we have no dispensaries. And you can't grow it. So if you want it, you got to leave. Is it, a, go. is it illegal to grow? Uh, is it's, it illegal to have a dispensary there? Uh, they have not granted any ah. licenses to business. I, I don't know that it's officially. Like, I don't know if there's a law against it. Uh, but there are laws against growing your own. Right. Um, and, and there I. And uh, in turn, they have not granted any business licenses to dispensaries. I almost guarantee you there is someone in Menifee selling weed. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's also like, there's also a shop like two more, two more exits up the 215. Right. I bet, I bet that if you drove about 10 minutes off the freeway, you would get in any direction, in any direction, you would find a mobile home up on bricks somewhere. Oh and the, and the, the people inside would sell you just about anything that you know, want. Menifee's real close to meth country. So that's what I'm getting at. That's, that's, <laughs> I've, that's I've been different off, than weed. I've been off the main drags back there quite a few times. I know, I know how quickly that it, area turns into a different real, t- area. It's real rural, real fast, real rural, real harsh. Yeehaw. You go on to someone's property and you got to be like, howdy. <laughs> you have to. You have to say howdy. By law. It's By required. law. Yeah. Uh, it's a, they're, they're howdy uh, neighborhoods. Like yeah. you drive in and there's a sign that says better say howdy. Yeah. Or else. Yeah. In this house, we pray and we say howdy. <laughs> uh, you got anything else? Hi, this? hello, howdy. That's the sign. <laughs> eat, eat, pray, howdy. <laughs> Hugs. Happiness, howdy. So, what? <laughs> you're, you're watching 60 Cycle Howdy. If, mom, if mama ain't howdy, ain't nobody howdy. <laughs> I don't know what the price of this should be. I don't know if that's, I don't know if this is a, a tempting price at $2,500 off. Bong aficionados, let us know. I think the price should at least drop down to $4,200. Like, work that in there. Or maybe it should be $7,420. Mm, I think that's the way to go. I think all, all of the prices should be increments. Like, if they need to lower the price, it should always be yeah, 420 The next price yeah. drop should be to 6420 And then if that doesn't sell, it should go to 5420 Right. I've solved it. You solved it, Steve. That's that's our only critique. Yep. All right, looking forward to reading everyone's comments. Next ad, right. or what are we doing now? We're doing some housekeeping. Housekeeping. Housekeeping is where we thank the folks who support this show monetarily through Patreon. Mm-hmm. Link's below. Link is possibly right here, right now. Hey, Steve. Hey, Ryan. Did you know that every single episode of this year, and maybe for the indefinite future... Okay. We are awarding $25 gift cards to one lucky winner every episode. Can we talk about out of three ads and can, where can we, that money comes from is from our Patreons. That's true. The that's Patreons true. fund us 
Okay. Sending people $25 gift cards for sending us ads that make this show possible. I was worried you weren't going to tie this together. No, I was tying tight little bow. That was a nice little bow there. Uh, This week, we've got at the $1 level, Bethany Sell and Adam Slater. Thanks. Uh, At the $5 level, Michael Leper. Leper? I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. And at the $10 level, Michael Collinson. At the $10 level... uh, a, if you go through the, the posts, folks at the $10 and higher level, you'll find a link to my Facebook page. Uh, you can add me on Facebook and I'll get you into the inner circle, our little backdoor group, uh, behind the curtain yeah, group backstage. That's the We're, word I was like, not backdoor. If you want to talk trash about anyone on the internet, it's a place to be because yeah. no one else is going to talk about it. I don't, don't put anything on the internet even in private groups that you would ever want to have if read back to you in yeah. a court of law. I'll say that. Someone might screenshot it and send it to a, someone else. If you don't want your spouse or, you know, someone on the Supreme court to find out, then don't type it on the internet. Yep. Uh, this episode, let's keep it rolling. Sure. This episode is brought to you by bigger pedals. The Wacka. These are, we got some posters to sign. Apparently we do. We're going to sign some posters. We're going to send those back. And then, uh, I believe after that shipping should commence shortly thereafter. on the posters, yes. but I think these are shipping. Oh, uh, I think they might've already started to ship. Like people got anxious because people got, uh, shipping notices and that was a little bit premature. I think they were just making the labels as they were boxing things mm. and they didn't realize the notifications were going out to people because they, they wanted to ship them all out at once. Also, Grant and Karen got, you know, like, you know, stuff was hitting the fan there a few different directions. Uh, but from what I understand, they're all good to go this week. They're shipping them out. So fingers crossed. Keep us updated. Uh, post in the comments if you got yours already. Uh, if you have questions, then message us, I suppose, uh, or message Grant and Karen over there at Bigger Pedals. But it's been a long time coming. Like we crafted this idea. We I say crafted. I mean crapped out this idea <laughs> probably like three or four years ago for a boost pedal with nine foot switches. And each foot switch represents like a deci- like <laughs> like a tiny little boost. It's like one and a half decibels. Yeah, for each foot switch, and you just kind of mash your foot into it. It's got nine foot switches. I mean, that adds it's up. got nine LEDs. Nine times one and a half is like four, almost fourteen. Is it a joke product? Is it a real product? I don't know, but we sold out, and you guys at the bottom are about to get them. So yeah, this episode's also brought to you by. Uh, oh, let me mm. finish this. Mm. Go follow Bigger Pedals on social medias. Yes, uh, this episode's also brought to you by Pickup Music. Uh, Pickup Music. Let me read this first part, and then I'm going to tell you guys a story. I want to hear your story. Uh, Pickup Music is an online guitar learning platform that provides a structured learning experience for modern styles. The platform and the learning pathways are designed specifically for intermediate and advanced guitarists. Over 40,000 guitarists, including me now, including me, have used our You're platform. The it was 40,000, yeah. now it's 40,001. Uh, to improve their skills and reach their musical goals. There's a lot more there. I basically started, uh, I would say it's for like intermediate to advanced guitarists, I guess I'm intermediate. You already have to know uh, how to play guitar. You have to at least like, yeah, you have to like, I think know how to play guitar. I started with what I thought was a pretty rudimentary 
a lesson that probably a lot of y'all are familiar with, which is the caged method or Did the caged system. Find out that you don't actually know how to play guitar. Yeah, that's actually what I'm learning. <laughs> uh, no, so well, one of the things uh, that I know is like a weakness of my playing is I get lost on the fretboard really easily. Mm. So caged is like a method of, uh, it's like a way of thinking about the fretboard. Um, so I went go through this lesson. I did the first grade. It took me a little over a week. And then at the end, they give you some pieces that you can learn to like reinforce what you learn during the week. Uh, and you can film yourself doing it. And this is actually a thing that I think is a really cool feature. Um, you can film yourself doing it, uh, like playing whatever the piece they prepared, which was very hard because it was like single notes, like playing specific single notes for two and a half minutes is very hard for me. Wow. Um, and, uh, and so I made the video and I sent it to them and then they actually will watch the video. They say that it takes them, it will take about a week usually, um, for the purposes of the sponsorship. I got my feedback in like four hours. Oh, special uh, treatment, but, huh, Steve? But they were like really thorough with the, uh, with getting like basically, basically watching the video. And I had some questions about my own performance, about things that I felt like were happening. And they were kind of like, uh, they made very specific, like gave very specific feedback on the video. So, so they, I think that's the thing that's really cool about it is usually you're doing a lesson and you're watching a video and then you click a box that says, okay, I understand everything in this lesson. But in this one, like you get to the end of the lesson and you have the opportunity. Okay. I'm going to film myself and send it to him and be like, Hey, what do you think I'm doing? That's like, or, you know, you say this, this is uncomfortable for me. Uh, hopefully they'll see that in the video and then they can give you some direct feedback on, mm. on how, like how to work around that. Well, what so, did they tell you? Uh, so my thing is I felt like I was losing time mm -hmm. and their comment was that they couldn't tell if I would like, they, it looked, it felt like it was on time the whole time and the feel what they thought the, the reviewer, the feedback teacher, uh, thought was really good. Hmm. So, and then I, one of the things I said is I had trouble reading the tab. So I just had to memorize the entire, the entire thing, which is like a, it's like a 30, 40 second motif that would, you just play for two and a half minutes. And, uh, and, and I felt bad doing that. I was like, I should be reading, like I should be sight reading the tabs to like stay in the time. And his kind of feedback was like, well, because the purpose of these lessons is, um, is to like get comfortable with the fretboard. It's like actually a little better to memorize it. Mm. So there you go. It's really cool. That does that, sound cool. I, I'm actually not uh, very familiar with the cage system. Like I understand the basic concept of it's like the C shape, the A shape, the G shape, the E shape, and the D shape. Yeah. So going down the fretboard and like, the, the the last note in the shape is where you would start on the next one sort of thing. To so that was like part of it that I didn't, I, I, I just knew it was like, oh, you have a C, then you make a bar C and you can move it all these different places. I didn't even realize that it's really all about roots. So like the fifth, the fifth fret or not the fifth fret, but like, did you get back to your roots, Steve? I did get back to my roots. Um, so it's a lot of things that are tying in like how the base root of the C chord is also the base root for the C chord. The C chord shape, C major, bass note, is also the bass note for the A shape, C, C major. And then the G shape, C major, the middle note is shared 
with the a with the a shape. Right. So that's why it's cage because it's how right, these are right. all like. If you you can play a C shape to an A shape to a G shape to an E shape, yeah, yeah, to a D yeah. shape, and then that actually gets you from the first position all the way to the twelfth fret, right? Just working through these different shapes. So if you know those chords, you can basically and again, like this is probably really rudimentary for people who are like, well, I just shred pentatonics, go to town, like whatever. But for me, like I never learned that way, so or I just never learned those things. So now at least I have, I feel like I have the start of some basics to be like, okay, if I'm in, if I'm in the key of C, I now know all of these different shapes of a C major chord. So I have a little more of a foundation for like, okay, if I want to play a solo, that's going to move from the first position all the way to the 12th fret and back. I've got a lot of chord shapes that will fit within that framework. Mm. So. It sounds it sounds like you're figuring it out, Steve. It sounds yeah. like I'd need to spend some time with it. Honestly, I need to get the the sign in from you and go check it out because like I have I gave I, it to you already. I'll have to find where you gave it to. Me. Did you text it to me? Because if you did, I I passed by it. Uh, you can give it to me again, right? Yeah, I guess. All right, I want to get in there and check it out because I I <laughs> not really like I I kind of familiar with the concept of cage, but I'm not really aware of how to use it you, you know? should do the neo funk or the neo soul lessons i probably should <laughs> yeah you need a soul i need soul no i'm soulless all right oh, let's do this next ad <laughs> all right this is a headless cyber freak sent to us by preston i don't have his full name just his first oh name. this thing this thing is it really fair to call it headless is my question because it seems like Custom it has made more head than guitar. most guitars Custom made headless electric guitar. Why is it called? Why did you call it headless cyber freak? That because I just felt like it. Okay, so this is. I don't know what this is. It's a guitar, Steve. Obviously. Also, I didn't realize when this was sent that this looks like somebody made it. Well, it, some, everything is made by someone. Oh my gosh. Um, because I saw something similar to this that I thought was just a link. From like Alibaba or something. It might be from Alibaba. It's totally possible. But we are seeing it in a room with rattle cans and stuff around it. But that might be the manufacturing picture yeah, of it. Yeah, I don't know. Right before it's packaged up. It is a wild, wild concept here. Technically, it's headless in that it doesn't have tuning pegs on the headstock. The tuning pegs are on the bridge. It's using headless hardware, but it has this massive arm going from the lower horn of the body underneath the neck up to the headstock where it has a massive chunk of material. I don't know if this is wood or it could honestly be molded plastic for all we know. No, I hope it is because otherwise it's going to be so heavy. I bet it is some kind of wood. Um, It's got more material on it than a normal guitar. Definitely more material than a headless guitar would normally have. It's a wild shape. You're definitely going to grab eyes if you're on stage with this. Uh, there's a, Notably, there's a cutout that goes underneath the strings. I'm, I'm trying to describe this for the audio listeners at home. Um, it's kind of like a... The audio it's like podcast it's listeners. trying to be a lyre or some kind of like harpy. There's some sort of... Harpity harp weird square step downs on the guitar. 
like the the playing area of the guitar sits within a cutout tray. You've just got to look at the pictures of it if you're if you're listening to the audio yeah, podcast. Yeah, the, they're gonna be in the imager. I usually put some like weird message, so it's a little, maybe it's a little less obvious than it should be. I found it. I found one of these things. They want on AliExpress. They want four eighty eight. So th- this is this this has got to be someone trying to sell one of these brand new on Reverb. This is like has a little bit different hardware though. Let me see. Like it's got a different bridge. Yeah, it's got a, like a Kaler on it or something. Can't zoom in. It's a it's a wild shape, and it's all it's got it's all white. It's got a white fretboard. I don't. How did you even like come to designing this shape? And then it's got you know. You know what this looks like? Is this looks like one of those like Casio, like where they had the nylon strings from like right, the, right. like a DG1 okay. sort of a thing. So there's that cutout DG10. out of the, the neck at the higher frets. It's on the base side yeah. of the neck that cuts out. That's a this, weight relief. The strings, <laughs> the strings are just hanging out over empty space. Here's what I'm going to say. Here's what I want to see done with this concept. Okay. Because they have this giant arm uh, connecting to the headstock and going down to the lower horn. Mm-hmm float the neck off the body and have it suspended off of that arm. So that like the neck isn't even connected to the main body at the heel. It's only connected at the headstock. You, you're going to have to do some like carbon fiber trickery to that, make I was it gonna stable. Say, that enough. sounds real dangerous. That right. But it's real flexy. But if it's car, if you do like a carbon fiber thing, you could totally pull that off. That would be an eye catching trick have a guitar where the neck is not connected to the body mm. at all i i i don't know man i don't see how that's going to be if, stable if they're gonna do it they might as well do it no if they do if they do enough carbon fiber it would work it would have it wouldn't be a it would have to be like a l-beam sort of carbon fiber sort of structure so that it doesn't flex right at, at the at the minimum i don't know man I'm telling you, it could work, and it would look just as stupid as this. This is being <laughs> sold out of uh, Shi, China, so maybe this is someone, or maybe someone in China bought one from AliExpress and did some custom work. I don't know. It's there's These pictures are just kind of, I mean, it's sitting on plastic. I'm pretty which, sure this is a factory photo. This is a, fa- a picture of it in the factory. This is somebody trying to sell a factory instrument on Reverb. Right. Which you know, there's plenty of retailers yeah. and builders selling on reverb. Like that's not unusual. Headless cipher. It's not headless though. It's got more head than most guitars. <laughs> they could have given it tuning pegs. Is this appealing to anyone? No. Anyone out there, is this appealing to you? I'm waiting. I'm waiting no, to hear Ryan, your answer. It's dumb. It sounds like people think it's dumb. I, they, they're <laughs> making these things. They're trying to sell them. I'm, uh, it has 158 watchers, Steve, and this listing has ended. Somebody bought it. I hope. I hope it was Jason. Jason USA. It just says ended. It doesn't say sold. Oh, that's true. They took it down. Right. They sent it to AliExpress. I want to see someone show up on a stage with one of these. Like, imagine. I, imagine. I want to see one of these get relicked with a humbuckler. <laughs> hum, humbuckle. Do you think if someone? Here's, here's the question. If someone saw this and for whatever sick reason 
they love the shape. They love the look. They're looking at the features, the bridge, the pickups. Okay. And they're like, I want it. Okay. Do you think that there's a possibility, you know, personal taste aside, do you think there's a possibility that this is a worthwhile guitar for $850? Well, technically 900 after shipping. I mean, there's a, there's always a chance. There's always a chance. There's always a chance. Let's let's give it a chance. I don't know if if someone out there bought one. Let me know how it is. <laughs> What's next, Steve? What's new, right? I don't think I have anything new. Do you have anything new other than um, learning the caged system? No. So the other thing I was going to say about that, though, real quick, <laughs> we're is, back to it. Is no, like this is this is this is kind of what's new. Is like I've actually played guitar more in the last two weeks than I have in a, in a long time. Part of it's because I finally like like been slowly getting more established, but also like I'm not good at think like oh, okay, I'm going to go on Ultimate Guitar or whatever and find this song or. I'm going to listen to this song over and over and try to learn it or whatever. Like I just don't haven't been able to get in that kind of headspace for a long time. So uh, I've been playing guitar a lot. That's it. That's what's new with me. Steve has been playing. Guitar. I've just been playing direct cable into amp cable. When, into amp. When you got a satellite Gamatron, that's what you do. You just run cable. <laughs> you got amp. your Gamatron back. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know you had that back. You lent it out so long ago. Yeah. I got it back. I actually had to pick it up from satellite. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, I got it back. There you go. What what speaker have you been using? Just the custom, whatever, that custom 12-inch cab I have. Mm, there you go. So I think it's a little quieter because I don't think it's uh, matched ohms. Uh, I, I think I'd, I think that's supposed to be matched with an 8-ohm speaker. I, I mm. need to check the specs. But um, at whatever it's at right now, I actually turned it all the way up the other day, but it's only like 2.8 watts max. Yeah, it's so not going to get terribly loud. It, uh, you can, it's like not... It's probably like annoying other people, but I was pretty comfortable in the room. Don't you have one of those five watt wings? I do. You do. Yeah. yeah. Somewhere. Yeah. That's twice the wattage, Steve. Twice the wattage. You, you gotta twice go as loud. You no, you gotta go ten times the wattage to get twice as I loud, know. right? Yeah. So you you'd have to get twenty five watts? About, yeah. Yeah. To to double the volume of that. Yeah. But headroom. Headroom's different. Headroom's different. I, I still only run it at like you get dirty uh, with it? I still I can, but I really in I'm really only running it like about uh nine nine, ten o'clock. That's and, pretty late at night, Steve. And then, yeah. And then if you dig in, uh it'll your it neighbors starts to, starts to compress. It's two and a half watts, but your neighbors are gonna complain if you're playing that at ten o'clock. Dude, night. I was playing at like ten or eleven o'clock the other night and I don't know, nobody complained. But where were you on, oh, wait, the, no, on the dial? The same. You were playing at 10 o'clock at 10 o'clock. Yeah, pretty much. Was I? I don't remember. Is maybe, this a good podcast? Are it's you guys not. enjoying this? It's your fault for it's your fault for tuning into this. If no, we if needed, everyone stopped, we needed this what's new to be longer because now it just sounds like we're shilling. Which if everyone I mean we are. if everyone stopped watching this podcast and listening to the podcast, we would we would be forced to stop doing it. It's your fault that we keep doing this. That's such a weird way to think about it. I'm blame, uh, I'm blaming you. This week's episode is brought to y'all by the mood, y'all. Howdy, uh, Steve's check, out there in Menifee. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Y'all want to uh, check out a Chase Bliss? Go, go on over to ChaseBliss.com. Have you made your demo of this yet? No, I haven't yet. I've spent some personal time playing with it. You know, the, the you know, mood, Steve, hold on. No, no, the Mood Mark II runs in stereo. You got a mood. You can run in Trario. 
I know. Are you going to? You better. I might. All right. Go check it out. The Mood. Chase Bliss. The Mood Mark 2. Chasebliss.com. This episode's also... Are you going to tell, say more about this? Or I am. I was going to tell you. See, uh, I don't have this in for demo. It wasn't sent I know to me you don't. Demo. But you I'm should not make gonna, a video anyway. I'm, if I film it, when I film it, it's going to be for my own pleasure because I bought this with my own money because I, I wanted know, it. I know. So there you go. All right. This episode's also brought to you by String Joy. That's right. Crafted in Nashville, Tennessee. Played on stages worldwide. String Joy. All right, let's keep going. That was the shortest sponsorship ever. I feel like we're, we're like you're shorting string joy. Go buy some string joy strings. Uh, Please you, use our code down in the description. H U M. It gets you ten percent off, and it lets them know that you came from us. That we sent you over to String Joy, and when they see how many people are buying String Joy because of us, then they're gonna be like, "Ooh, I think this is working out. Let's keep this relationship going." So if we lose the String Joy sponsorship yet again, I'm blaming you. <laughs> so it, uh, they got pressure's these. on. They got these. These are signatures. They're a classic nickel wound string. They've got the what? The orbiters, which is a is a uh, is that the coded, coded string? Yeah, they got coded. They got acoustic. They got the broadways, which is a nickel string. Yeah, and they yeah. got the acoustic strings. I don't know what those are called because let's be honest, acoustic guitars are boring. <sighs> they got bass strings, but they got the same names as these. I'm pretty sure. So yeah, there you go. I'm gonna pretend that Steve is playing acoustic guitar right now. It put me right to sleep. So yep, boring. Pretty much. Yeah. All right, let's hit this. This is the main event. Only 41 minutes and 20 seconds. Let's talk the about show. this for about 10 minutes and then get All to the right. last ad. Yeah. Uh, this week it was announced Oof. that JC Curley, the current Gibson CEO, is moving on to other things. And he's being replaced with Cesar uh Gurikian Gu- is it I'm not Cesar sh- or Caesar Caesar Gurikian I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name I've never tried to say it out loud it's like Gur it doesn't matter the, his everyone's like oh Caesar at Gibson that's what everyone Caesar does. Cesar at Gibson your name matters you matter I just don't know anything about you and I'm probably not going to do the footwork to learn so I'm just saying I didn't want to like dwell on the fact that I don't know his name because it's not really what we right it's not about. the important part it's making a lot of waves some people I've heard say is uh, it though? I've, I mean I've heard some people say that they think this is a big deal he's been really involved with like he's been the uh chief marketing officer I think right. is it was his title or no chief Merchant officer. I don't know what that means. Either do I. What a merchant officer is. He's a been CMO. In, he's been in a lot of uh, their content. Meeting, you know, Kirk Hammett, and and you know, that's they did the Greeny signature model, the mm-hmm. Kirk Hammett Greeny uh, artist model, and a lot of stuff like that. So people say that he's been very involved in the company, and he's very deserving to be at least in this case the interim president right. of Gibson. I've heard that the interim might be because uh, depending on how the company's bylaws are set up, uh, they are owned by a uh, private equity firm. So the actual full-time president position or whatever has to be uh, confirmed by by their uh, corporate overlords. Mm, yes, the overlords have to get uh, in uh, get into the mix here. But the question that we have is... What would you do with Gibson? What would you do if I was president of Gibson? If you were president of Gibson. If I was president of Gibson. (laughs) (laughs) What would you do if you were president of Gibson, Steve? 
Um, I I have an actual answer for this. All right. Um, I would uh start prom- making telecasters. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Les Paul's kind of a telecaster. Yeah, sure. It's got one cutaway, just like a telecaster. Yeah, yeah. It's got two knobs. It's no, it's got four knobs. But it also it has two knobs. Yeah, it has yes, yes. <laughs> it has two pickups. Just yes. like it has a bridge. Yeah, it's got it's got frets. It's got frets. Uh, no, I would. I think I would start with. Um, I was looking through their one. They don't even. I could not find their artists like their endorsed artist list. I could only find their artist models. They got like too many. I don't want to say too many. That sounds mean. But I think they got maybe too many dead people on their artist roster. I know one of the problems that I think Gibson has is they have been a legacy brand for so long and they don't know how to stop being a legacy Mm. brand. Like how many, somebody, some, uh, Tom Kelly, who's a listener of the show, um, said, cause I was, I made the comment or someone made the comment and I'm kind of in this train of thought is like, why does it feel like every other signature model released by Gibson is a slash? Right. And his comment was, well, they, all of those models sell out. And I'm like, that's fine. Like makes, make you the slash have model. To, you gotta have, yeah. you gotta have legacy, but also uh, you do have to invest in the future. I, I pulled up, I was bouncing around. I was like, just looking at new bands, newer bands. And I go, oh, uh, and maybe like a uh, guy like, was it Jared? Jared John Nichols, is that his name? I don't know. He's got the long blonde hair dude that's not Dovidas. Uh, he's, he's got a Gibson, he's got like an Epiphone signature model. Anyway, not the point. Um, like I, I was flipping through and I saw that uh, the band Turnstile did a, did a tiny NPR tiny desk. Okay. Uh, and in their NPR tiny desk, one of their guitarists is playing a Gibson Firebird. And my comment was when that video dropped, someone at Gibson should have been watching tiny desk already. Right. Like some, there should be someone whose job is just to be keeping a pulse on the music industry. I would assume that this job exists and they should have been like, Oh shit. This band is on tiny desk playing Gibson and they're pretty hot with, they're pretty hot with the kids. Right, right. And five people, you know, a bunch of people should have been calling this band up going like, hey, we saw you playing Gibson on NPR. What colors do you want? Uh, Yeah, how, like, can we work something out? Like, any let's weird do pickups, something. Any weird you pickups know? you want in, the, in a thing? Like, any any weird features? Let's let's get you a thing and we'll, we'll sell. I'm not even saying it has to be an yeah. artist model. Like, sure. Do, do some cross promo. Like, make something happen. And that's a thing that... um. Philip Carter from 40 Watt. I feel like, you know, people I've just already talked to about this. Uh, Cause a lot of the commentary is like, well, Gibson, like Gibson needs like some kind of, you know, social media where they look like good people. Mm. Like I feel like the, the personal touch for, for the, the non fans. Gibson is this, you know, it's doc, it's doctors and lawyers Buying it's, these products. It's for the cork sniffers it's, and for the, the well-to-dos. Yeah. But Gibson's got a whole thing called, like, uh, it's called G3 uh, Gibson Guitar Generation or something. And it's all, all like, up-and-coming musicians. But they're, like, kids. Like, people you've never heard of. Not, what, not like, YouTubers and stuff. But it's, like, a gives-back program. Right, right. But it's, like, th- these kinds of, like, non-profit initiatives. They did have one called Gibson Gives Back. 
but I haven't heard anything about that in probably like five or six years. So I think there's things like that. The other thing I would do is, I, well, I'd probably go through their entire catalog and simplify it. Cause I think, uh, I think that there's a lack of awareness of some of it. And I think we tend to look at Les Paul standards and things like that. that I think the Les Paul standard is now three grand. I don't think you can really lower prices. Well, what you could do? Well, I think that I think they could lower prices on a. They could come out with a new model. They could come up with a new model similar, with, at a lower price, point. similar to the standard, yeah. and they could call it the substandard. Ooh. Exactly, that's what I was gonna say. The Gibson substandard, Chipson, get on it. So, so I mean, but here's my point, right? Like over here, off camera, you got a Gibson Les Paul Studio. I do. It's, it's over there. Gibson Les Paul Studio now, I believe, is uh, sixteen ninety nine. Hmm. American made Les Paul. Uh, over it's not for playing in a music studio it's for playing in a studio apartment yeah uh over well back here you got a fender ampro too yeah right? that's the ampro somewhere do you have a u.s strat i don't remember i do not have a u.s strat i have a mexican strat i have the uh the amvin too yeah upstairs you've got the the uh so both of those are like actually more higher priced than a current les paul studio okay uh, you've got the silver, I guess the silver sky is a little cheaper. Like you have a lot of popular product. I have a lot of popular. Guitars, I don't understand guys. why. And maybe they are. And I just don't see it. Is it happening outside of the circles I'm in? I don't feel like Gibson promotes their product at all. The The young people aren't hot and excited for Gibson right the, now. The model that was pointed out to me again by Tom Kelly, uh, is the Epiphone Prophecy series. It's like 900 bucks. And his comment was that the Prophecy series is probably the best, like the highest quality guitar that Epiphone's ever built. He didn't say those words, but that was kind of like the feeling behind it. That's that it's one of, if not the highest quality guitar Epiphone's ever built. So why why like why aren't here's here's channels like us right getting Epiphone epiphone prophecy and say like hey i'm gonna play this guitar and then at the end you're like you know if you're on a fender player plus budget but you want something beefier this is the guitar for you right that's gonna move some units and it's gonna get you to get those that brand acquainted with a younger audience to say it's beefier well it's gonna it's gibson ear it's gibson ear well i'm saying like i i generally like les pauls tend to have a less like Which, trebly tone. Okay. All right. What, what meat would you compare Fender guitars to? Pork or uh, chicken? Like some kind of uh, I would fish. Uh, <laughs> is it a fish? Uh, I would say like Gibson's. Give Gibson is beef. Fender. I I think Fender is chicken. I was gonna, I was going to say Fender's pork. You think Fender's pork? I would say if if they were all pork pro if they are all pork products, Fender is ham. And Gibson is like pork ribs. If all guitars were pork, <laughs> if all guitars were, were pig products, we've got new clickbait. If all guitars were pork. Um, so those are, so those things I would do. I just, I, I think is this a good video. I just think Gibson really lacks like community I presence. Th- I think the price argument is valid as far as like reaching a new generation, but I I think you don't need to have a low price to reach the new generation. You have like 
Young people still drool over expensive guitars. There's all sorts of oh, expensive sure, guitars sure. to drool over, but a lot of them are not drooling over Gibsons. They're drooling yeah. over, you know, like a, a multi-scale, yeah, you know, yeah. double hand yeah. tappy tappy that, thing. And that's the thing that Gibson probably can never overcome is the fact that for the most part they are, they are a vintage style. Right, right. But just because you're a vintage, like okay, vin- yeah, it's a vintage style instrument. You know what else was a vintage style instrument? The freaking Fender Mustang. Right. You know who played a freaking Fender Mustang? Kurt freaking Cobain. Every, like almost. Everybody played one. Almost but every, you know, like, vintage. Like, there's only a few quirky, like, Fender models that didn't stand the test of time. Like, the, their flagship guitars have all stood. Like, yeah. they're all vintage guitars, but they, they come in new styles. They'll, they'll experiment with fretboard radiuses. They'll experiment with different mm-hmm. finishing styles and different pickup styles and things like that. And you know what? Gibson does that as well, just not really on the scale, and they don't, like, push it as much. Their flagship identity is a Les Paul in four classic colors sure like that is that is their core and that's fine business model but that business model's dying because they're the the people that buy those things is dying they need to have that and i think they backed away from it hard when they switched from the earlier uh yeah. ceo to to jc yeah because there was too much experimentation there was too many like head scratchers like why are you making this but you won't make you know a lemon burst yeah Les paul you, custom you had whatever. this whole era where you would go into the store and you'd have like a les paul studio faded right and then a les paul t and then a les paul m and all of these gibson products that were like all under a thousand dollars made in the usa whatever, but it was just really confusing. And some of them were kind of cheap. Right, That's right. where I think something like a studio or a studio faded. Well, I think would they were be really good. You know, if you could put out a studio faded at $1,400, they were doing so many weird things that it, it, I think to the general Gibson fan, it felt like the core product was on the yeah. back burner. Yeah. And there were called quality control issues and things like that. Uh, I think they've reestablished themselves with with JC. Mm-hmm. They've reestablished themselves as really caring about the core product, which is on like it's easy to trash on Gibson. People sure. love trashing on Gibson uh, for various reasons. I think they've done a great job the past couple of years of re-cementing the core branding of Gibson, the core concept of the fandom doing fan service. They've just, they're doing what I wish right. star Wars would do, you know, <laughs> just like getting back to the nitty gritty. Right. Like I think there's room now though, for them to have a modern line. Yeah. For them to, and to push it and to be like, here you go. Here is a $4,000 drool worthy, you know, like modern guitar that the 18 year olds would drool over and sure. you, you get, you know, uh, you get polyphia one in their hands and stuff like that. You get, you know, you get all your mod, you get, you, you get you them get in the hands, guys, right. you get your guys, you get your modern guys that the kids care about. You send one to Stevie T, you know, <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> you're, you do finishes. That's literal kids, right? Yeah. Children. He's you know, a that's chil- he's a children's entertainer. Yeah. He's a children's entertainer. <laughs> Um, I, I I don't, I think that that's a tough crowd, but I think you can go, I think you can go young without going modern. 
Um, I, you know, I think there's ways to achieve that. And again, it's, it's about selective. When I went through their artist lineup, you know, they've got like maybe one or two artists in their artist lineup under the age of 30. Right. Most of their, you know, like one of their big artists, this is fun, kind of goofy to think about. Billy Joe Armstrong's 51. Right. He's older than Joe Bonamassa. I didn't realize I was so close to him in age. Now, well, Joe Bonamassa is like eternally 18, right? Yeah. He's, um, a, he's a forever child. But yeah, I, I, I hadn't thought about it from that perspective of, well, okay, maybe they spent the last like five or so years re-cementing the core. Right. My kind of takeaway is more along the lines of, okay, you've re- you've rebuilt this core. Uh, you're putting out models now that your your core fans uh, are into. There is something to be said. I heard this said or read this that, well, you know, um, American entertainment in particular, American, like, America is very tribal. Are you a Fender person or a Gibson person? You know, are you a are you a bass player? <laughs> guitar I don't think player? guitarists are that. I think some are, I, but I, I think most like these days. I think most guitarists want variety in the quiver. Well, like the comment was like, well, there are some people who love hating Gibson more than they love Ibanez or, right, or Fender right. or whatever. And to an extent, I think that's true. But I I think when you, I think a lot of what's built into that is the, you know. Gibson slash model, the Gibson uh, Paul Stanley or Ace Freely or whatever model, the Gibson uh, blues player that I don't know anything about because he died in 1970 model. You know, these guys that these artist models that are artists that like no one's ever, you know, no one really knows who they are. Um, well, I shouldn't say like no one under. I should say like I what I mean. Like no if one, I ever have a guitar, no brand, one under the age of thirty knows who they are. If I ever have a guitar brand, like all our signature models are going to be for fictitious people. Yeah, I'm just going to make up a person. The Oscar Wilde signature <laughs> guitar. <laughs> no, you know, I get oh, the, fictitious people, yeah. not even like real dead people. The no. George, the George Jetson model, right? No, th- th- no, I'm going to make up my own characters. You're going to make your own characters and be like, this is this guy. Yeah. And you want this, you want what this guy likes. This is your guy. And it's going to like, I'm going to generate, you know, an AI persona that goes with this guitar. And it's, it's yeah. like, you can just make up the person and be like, oh, they they love creamy blues licks. So this is their guitar of choice, you know. Yeah. They they yeah, they they love driving around the country in their beat up old trucks. So you want to get this one from them, you know? Like yeah. I, I just like I said, I think there's it works for Nintendo. I like I I like the Gibsons that I own. I don't really have a lot much to say about Caesar. I don't know a lot about them. Other, as long as he than, don't, as long as he doesn't screw up, yeah, it really doesn't uh, matter. Other than you know the rumors and innuendo, I do kind of agree with you. I think they're they're they've gone back and forth when they did the whole robot tuner thing. Right, they should have only put those. They had at the time a model called the Gibson HP or the Gibson High Performance. I would like to see, and maybe they have, because they went from the high performance to what they called the Gibson Modern Les Paul. Those systems are so clunky. It's like, but it's fine for like a high performance model. Like yes. if you want to test it out, just that was the mistake with that whole lineup. And I've said this before. Is it, the mistake isn't that they tried to do robot tuners. The mistake is at that time, there were only three 
Les Pauls in their entire lineup that didn't come with robot tuners. I remember going to the NAM where they introduced those. Yeah. And it was a room full of people sitting around trying to get the guitars to tune themselves. And like they, most yeah. of the time no, they wouldn't, true. most of the time they wouldn't tune themselves. Yeah. And you're sitting there like, all right, I'm not getting a great first impression here. Yeah, it was it was tough. They should have only, like I said, they should have only put it on like the high performance series. I want, I'd like to see them bring that back, kind of with something with like a more modern neck heel. I go back compound and forth radius, feeling like locking tuners are too bulky for me. And then there's this gigantic plastic you can get low, chunk. You can get low profile locking I know, tuners, but this giant plastic robotic chunk that the battery in on in it, like attached to a headstock, was mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. appealing to me at all. And I, you, you know, talk about a misstep. We're talking about putting robo tuners on guitars made by a brand that caters to snobby, stuck up, wealthy people. Right. That think they know everything about yeah. music and guitars. Like that is their core audience. Like disagree with me if you want. You might not you might love Gibson, you don't feel like you fit that description, but the, like I guarantee you Gibson headquarters has some sort of vision wall of their a vision board of their ideal customer and it is someone who thinks that they know everything. Gibson and who is was trying to use their way above I bet I bet a ton of Gibson players think that they can tune by ear. They don't even want to use tuner pedals. I mean, you know? I, I know a lot of people in general. I was, what I was going to say is Gibson was trying to use AI to to end your job of tuning your guitars. Um, <laughs> yeah, like I said, my take is is uh, you know you you got to be you got to be smart. I don't think we're going to see a Gibson, you know, Olivia Rodrigo melody maker anytime soon. Why not? But I think they got to do, I think they got to find a smart functional. Oh, the one young person on their lineup is Marcus King, which Marcus King's legit. But if you don't listen to blues, you don't, you're not catching Marcus King. Right. They got to find someone who's like, how about them? Like, how about do any of those Greta Van fleets got a, Got a signature Epiphone? They probably should. Sure. I don't really listen to them, but they seem like a good... Maybe they do. Maybe we... And that's what I'm saying. Like You maybe, can't... Maybe you they can't, do, and we just don't know about it because they don't... Who's promoting this stuff? Hey, you can't afford Jimmy Page anymore? Get Greta Van Fleet. You're all set. Here's, all here, right. here's what I would do if I was president of Gibson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you going to do? I feel like I've been talking for like 10 straight minutes. You ha- Longer than that, Steve. Like 20. Uh... Yeah, actually, you're right. <laughs> I I would go back to what I was saying. I would I would establish a somewhat experimental modern line. Mm-hmm. I would with the aim of coming up with models that will that will last, not just like oh let's make a let's make a you know reverse flying V or like an SG in a weird finish or something like right. that. No, like I would introduce a uh, like a, a line of guitars, an SG, a uh, Les Paul, and maybe like a V, all stocked with Evertunes. I would do, you know, lines that have experimental colors. Try to go after the PRS crowd. Like mm-hmm. try try to get, you know, people who want flamey green bursts into turquoise and pink and things like that. I mean, that. I think they still have a lot of the, those kinds of things. I would ex- but I don't know that they're really, again, I don't know that they're really promoted. I do experiment with modern materials. Like 
carbon fiber supported necks, things like that. Like they would carbon carved carbon fiber tops. You know, like they're like experiment with a modern line, multi-scale stuff, headless stuff. Like, uh, you know, the jokes write themselves. You make a headless Les Paul. Most Les Pauls want to be headless anyway. Like come out with it, come out with headless stuff, experiment with new shapes, but it's its own subdivision of Gibson. Mm -hmm. It's it's sub brand becomes identifiable as like, it's not Epiphone. It's not Gibson, but it is Gibson and it's not budget. These are, these are 2000 to $4,000 guitars. It's what you're talking about now is it's like the, uh, it's like the Music Man custom shop version of the Murphy Lab. Right. Like, that's that's actually really they interesting. Have Murph, they have Murphy Lab, which is like the pinnacle of the cork sniffery, like, yeah. make, the, make the, uh, the, the fanboys happy sort of thing. Let's, you got to push into a modern direction. And you know me, like, I'd, I'd, you know, come up with some sort of Firebird that's got single coils and, a, and you know, a Bixby on it for doing surfy stuff with it. You know, like... And, and it'd be in relic seafoam or something like oh that. But like, like have a division that is the skunk works of different stuff. Yeah. And if it stands the test of time, then you bring it into your standard line. You know, then you bring it in other lines, but it's just as high quality. It's a separate brand. So pe- like the people who are protective of the classic nature of Gibson don't feel like their food is touching. Yeah, they don't feel yeah. like it's encroaching on what they're doing. It's a place to play. It's a place to experiment and try to reach yeah. a new target market. Like come out with stuff that has specs that new players will drool after. It doesn't all have to be about signature models and who's playing it. Because if you make stuff that's drool worthy to the right people, you're going to find out that people are going to buy it because they're going to want to play it. You're going to want to drool. They're going to want to drool all over it. That's that's what I would do. Also, if I was president of Gibson, I would just stop making Les Pauls altogether for like a, like four or five years and make people want it. You know, Willy Wonka it. You know, like, oh, the factory shut down. They're not making Les Pauls anymore. And then when you start making them again, everyone's going to buy a Les can Paul. We, can we stop making the SG this time? We, we, could stop we already making, stopped making the Les Paul. Let's do it again. And then, and then everyone's going to like, like, oh, you got, you got to get one before the shutdown, you know, like, you know, the, the pre-models. I mean, that's apparently that's what's happening. Vintage. That's what's happening with Mesa. Oh, really? People, people buying are, up the, the people Mesas? People buying pre-Gibson Mesas, even though all Gibson basically did for as far as anyone can tell is, is like they're skimming the top and that's it. Like, right, right. They didn't actually do anything to the company. It's not like your the headstock's going to break off of your Mesa now. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, you want to wrap this up? Yeah, let's do this last ad, and then we'll decide who is winning a $25 gift certificate this was sent to by the retailer of their choice. David Santander. Where's the words? The only reason I picked this is because you can't say cheese without making you smile, and you can't listen to ukulele or play the ukulele without smiling. This is a cheesy original cheddar cheese model, solid mahogany soprano with perloid fretboard, number 3,292. Free shipping. Good God, it needs free shipping. This is $900 in Tokyo, Japan. I have no idea... If it truly commands that price, but just looking at it makes me happy. This is such a fun, charming little guy. 
and it, it doesn't look cheap. It is, you know, that purloid uh, uh, fretboard there is classy. I, I'm going to disagree with you because I think all ukuleles look cheap. It's got to an extent. It's got a bridge saddle that is compensated for intonation, Steve. This is this is is that what's going on there? Okay. This is this is better than your standard run of the mill ukulele. Uh, <laughs> and it's hilarious and charming and cute. I would never pay that much for a ukulele. I if I had a you know a thousand dollar budget essentially for a ukulele, I'm sure this would not be it. <laughs> But damn, I love looking at it. I think it's adorable. If there was a $150 version, I'd buy it right up. <laughs> That's all I got to say about this thing. I don't, I don't have any take on this. I don't I would pl- you know, ukulele is not my thing. I would I would play a, a guitar that was this exactly. You you make a guitar one, I'll play it. And if, I don't uh, I don't even like acoustic guitars. If uh you got that guitar and you churched it, you could only play like, Oh, happy day. Mm-hmm. River uh, life. Come on, get happy. Mm. Um, oh, I thought we were just doing cheesy songs. It's stuff that's oh, happy. Oh, I was thinking just happy. Things. You're just thinking happy songs. Yeah. You could have that joy, song. joy, joy, cheesy joy songs, down you in could, my you heart. You can only do Pharaoh, Pharaoh. <laughs> Pharaoh, Pharaoh. It's all youth group songs. Yeah. All right. Uh, I don't got anything else for this. I don't know if you do. I don't. I, I think the AVC is real obvious this week. You think so? I mean, I don't know, man. You do, do you not think it is? I've, I bet you think it's the Bongcaster. I do think it's the Bongcaster. You're right. What do you think it is? Yeah, you're right. It's the Bongcaster. Yeah, it's the Bongcaster. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. Go use that. Uh, Congratulations to who? Who sent that in again? Use that, uh, 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 Nicholas Lancaster. Nicholas. Lancaster. Use that twenty-five dollar gift certificate that Steve is going to line you up with to go buy yourself a real nice hacky sack. Oh my gosh! Get a real nice hacky sack. You know, like a premium one. So, With like the good beans in there, you know. Don't go, don't settle for a cheap Spencer's gifts hacky sack. Get the good one, and you know what? You might have enough left over to get yourself some nice devil sticks, you know, or like one of those those glass orbs that you could like go like that and like spin it around your hand like David Bowie. People at the mall do. Do people still do that at the mall? I was trying to talk to someone about labyrinth the other day, and they were like super confused about what I was talking about. How old were they? Like my age, and they like didn't know the, about labyrinth. Thirties, yeah. All I right. Think, well, that's probably right on the edge. The song, like people my age, definitely should know about labyrinth. People your age, that's starting to get a little bit iffy. Yeah, I was surprised he didn't know. He knows about Conan, the Barbarian, the Barbarian, but he doesn't know about labyrinth. Yeah. All right. Uh, this song was sent by Kate Ruckus, who says, "Greeting, er- greetings, Earthlings." You guys played one of my Great. band's songs uh, a couple months ago, but I heard on a recent episode that you're running low on new music. We're always re- going to be running low on new music, folks. So if you have an original recording, send it in. Prefer MP3 attached. Yes. Uh, to I mean, it doesn't have to be song. an MP3. It can be any file format that is easily usable within Final Cut Pro. Uh, yeah, so like MP3, what's MP3? Wave. AAC, Wave. Right. Like... If you can't send it MIDI. within your email, then send a Dropbox link or something. So just make it so that I can download the file because otherwise I have to like do sketchy extraction things. If you send like a, like sometimes I have to buy your guys' songs off of Bandcamp <laughs> and stuff. And like, that's a win for you, but it bums me out for You're me. You're just 
doing that with Patreon money? Like, whatever. I don't go, it's a dollar. I don't go through the <laughs> trouble of like dinging our, our budget. Like, I don't open up the thing when I do that. I'm just like, I guess I'm spending a dollar to get this. All right. Today. Last one I sent you was called Gunny Sack Blues, which had more of a psychobilly vibe. So this time I'll send you one of our ska songs. This song is called Get Weird. We are a three piece punk band from Cambridge, Ontario called The X. Three X's, Identals, the Accidentals. Thanks for being awesome. This is Get Weird. Take this song, drop it on the ground twice so I can pick it up, pick it up. Ah, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Thanks for sending it. I enjoyed listening to it. Yep. I like its uh, sincere, loose, rough nature. I, I, have I like the, how unpolished it is. So I was listening to it, and the first time it got to like the guitar solo, I was like, why is this? I was like, oh, maybe this is like part of like their their take on punk aesthetic is you know they're gonna have these deconstructionist uh, guitar solos. And then the second time I happened, uh, it happened, I realized the song's called "Get Weird." Yeah, and literally, weird. it's like let's the like the line the the vocal line was like let's get weird 
followed by this completely atonal <laughs> guitar solo. I was like, mm, you're doing it. They're doing you're it. Doing They're getting it. weird. All right, that's it. Bye, everyone. Stay grounded.